Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. You can be seated. Thanks so much. So, yes, yeah, she's been incredible and uh, and you know, um, Sue's discipled me in parenting, which has been very, very good. How many husbands needed discipling in parenting? Don't raise your hand. I know you're here. But uh, Sue's been a wonderful help. And in actual fact, can I just let you know, too, um, the message I'm going to give you, most of it is Sue today. So, mums, you need to know all the scriptures I'm going to put up. Sue gave them to me for you. And uh, she's looking forward to our chapel service because it's going to be much more helpful with her current hearing condition that she's got. But um, Sue just sat down and put some uh, scriptures down and things that she thought were important and a few thoughts. So I'm going to put, you'll pick up my thoughts versus hers. You'll know mine. <laughs> you'll be able to screen through and go, oh, that was Pastor Jared. Anyway. But um, yeah, so a lot of this is Sue's thoughts and scriptures that, these are all scriptures that Sue's um, really had as a mum that's helped her. And so she's put them together, girls, so that you will um, maybe take a note of them and, uh, and just realize that you're important to God. Can I just say this to all the mums right now? You are more important than a rocket scientist. You're more important than the Prime Minister of Australia, actually. Um, he's very important, but you're more important. Because mums, without mums, uh, well, one, we wouldn't be here, right? But the other thing is, you set up adults for their lives and uh, you set up generations uh, future generations by your mothering and your loving and particularly if you're a Christian mum you set up spiritual generations and uh, and that's one of the great things that uh, Sue has really done incredibly well is with our boys setting them up and now our uh, grandsons who we believe in Jesus' name, will follow along. So it's one thing to love and lead to children, but you just need to realize, everybody, God's plan is that mothers will actually set up their children uh, to know the Lord and then walk in his purpose and plan. And so you're more important. Think of the greatest career woman out there right now in Australia. I'm telling you now, your role as a mum and your calling as a mum is more important than hers. It's more important than hers. More important. <laughs> more important. So don't ever devalue yourself. Don't ever look down and think what you're doing is not important um, because you are mobilizing. Hello. Rather than saying, hey, I'm a stay-at-home mum, never say that. You want to say, no, no. What People say, what do you do as a career? I'm a mobilizer of future generations. <laughs> you're a mobilizer of future generations. And that's really the role that you uh, are in. So it's not in any way, a small thing. It's the most important role you could ever have. So here's a little, uh, I like this quote, mothers. Here's the definition of mothers. One who sacrifices her body, sleep, social life, spending money, clean, clean clothes, eating a full hot meal, energy, and going to the bathroom alone, all because of love. <laughs> <laughs> Sue said already, mothers, when their child is happy, the mothers are happy. God's made you like that, mums. Isn't that so powerful that when a child is happy, then the mother's happy? And uh, a mother's arms are more comforting than any else, anyone else's. Isn't that true? A mother's arms are more comforting than anyone else's. 
And also a nan, a grandmother. All the nans, grandmothers, your arms are more comforting than anybody else's. I like, uh, I like this thought too. Women are multipliers. Mothers are multipliers. Give them a few groceries and they will give you an incredible meal. I don't know how Sue... Like, honestly, if I talk about my wife for one minute, Sue will come in and say, do you want dinner? And I'll go, yeah. She will put a hot dinner on the table in 20 minutes and actually it will be scalding. <laughs> and, and I go to her, can you just tell me how you did that? She goes, oh, it's easy. You just chuck a few things in. I'm like... I don't know how you did that, and I actually need to go to casualty for the burn that I got from how hot I was. No, but she just, uh, you, you, give, you give women anything. They're just complete multipliers, um, and, uh, you know, you give them a seed, they'll give you a baby. Mums, you're multipliers. Give them attitude, they'll give you trouble. <laughs> they multiply. So... so. Remember that, men. Anyway, <laughs> so, but mums, you are great multipliers, and we just so appreciate that uh, anybody gives you kindness, you just multiply love back, you know. Um, Ecclesiastes 3.1, uh, these are Sue's scriptures now she's given me, which is really powerful. She's got here, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. Ecclesiastes 3.1, to everything there's a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. And Sue's got the there to say, God is with you always and will help you grow and adjust in every changing season of motherhood or nannyhood, as Sue would say now. So God is with you always and will help you to grow and adjust. Uh, so mums, just remember, and I'm speaking to you today, that uh, in every changing season, lean into God and he's going to grace you to grow and adjust and to grow with it. Because we all know, those of us who are now grandparents, you realize that you got, you know, you start out with babies, newborns, babies, toddlers, teenagers, you know, it's, it's all seasons and we need to lean into God, you know, dads as well, that God will grace us for those seasons. But the good news is, as Sue points out here, Hebrews 13, 5, Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So Jesus says, mums, I will never leave you nor forsake you. His presence is with you, working his plan and purpose, both in you and your children and grandchildren through your role as a mum and a grandmum, and in your role as a nurturer of future generations. So just realize that God is with you. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. And when you think you're having a bad day and maybe God's checked out on you, you need to know God never checks out on you. Mums, God never checks out on you. And Psalm 46, God is our refuge and shield, a very present help in time of need or time of trouble, whichever it is. God is our refuge and shield. Mums, he'll be your refuge. Run to him. Run into him and uh, let him be your refuge. Hide in him. He'll be your shield. What's that? He'll be your protector and he'll be a very present help in time of need. Sometimes it's like, what do I do as a parent? And, uh, you know, mums, I know you say, what do I do now? Well, run into the Lord and say, Lord, give me wisdom on what to do in this situation with my children. Lord, show me what to say. Show me whether I should speak. There's a time to talk and there's a time not to talk, right? Uh, time to speak and time not to. And uh, one of the great things as parents that, uh, you know, um, Sue was so good at is she would uh, be quiet in the situation till she thought it through. Um, my family, we just all yelled, right? 
So if you had a problem, you just yelled. If you didn't like the meal, you yelled. <laughs> if you didn't, well, everybody, that atmosphere just affects children incredibly. So we're really far better to go, hang on, Lord, help me to get hold of my tongue, which is really not what Sue's had to do. It's what I've had to do. And, uh, and say, hey, let's slow down and don't speak until you've got a solution rather than just uh, externalize all the inward tension and everything. Sometimes we're saying things that you can't, you can't pull words back, right? And words, uh, the Bible talks about uh, words for all the parents. The Bible says the power of life and death is in your tongue. So life and death's in the tongue. So we've got to go, hang on a minute, so I can really emotionally impact my children, mentally impact them. And uh, so we have to say, Lord, help us get our tongues under control, under your authority, so we're bringing words of life. But better for all of us to work on not speaking than speaking when all we're saying is sometimes just getting it all out. Do you, do you know, uh, uh, some of us grew up with families, as I just said, where you just get everything out. Well, actually, that is not healthy. Um, if you feel something, it doesn't mean that you need to verbalize it. So we have to be careful that our emotions don't cause us to be doing stuff that's actually destructive to the hearers, i.e. our children, grandchildren. So, so um, yeah, so let's say, Lord, be our refuge, be our shield. And mums, he is your present help in time of trouble. Um, Philippians 1.6, Sue also said, Be confident, mums, of this, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. So, yeah, she wanted to encourage other mums, be confident, be confident that God has begun a great work in you. It's a great work, and he's going to complete it in the day of Christ Jesus. He's not finished with you yet. <laughs> and for some mums here who, you know, you're not yet a believer, can I encourage you, this is the great thing. When you become a believer, God begins to help you and work with you, not work against you, work for you and work with you, which is so, so powerful. So... God will empower, heal, and guide you daily for your nurturing role. This is Sue. Even if you were not nurtured well yourself or lacked a role model growing up, Jesus can empower you to be a great mum, a great nurturer, and teach you to give from him. And he'll teach you to give from him what you did not receive from an earthly source or an earthly mum yourself. And, uh, and so, so powerful. And Sue's had to do that her, herself um, when her mum was not in a position in her own life to be able to sow into Sue or nurture her. Sue, when she became a mum, had to lean into the Lord and say, Lord, give me uh, what I don't have from my own mum. Give it to me so that I can give it to my boys. So, so just realize that, everybody. God will empower you, heal you, guide you. Lean into him. Let him nurture your heart and soul, mums, so that you can then nurture your children and grandchildren. Some of the greatest gifts uh, mothers give, and here's what we need, here's what we need from you, mums. Some of the greatest gifts mums give are their time, their love, affection, and attention. Giving children their time, their love, affection, and attention. Um, for children to be healthy, they need love and affection and affirmation. Affirmation is words of, I believe in you, you can make it, you're incredible, uh, you know, mum loves you. Uh, you know, all these, all these things are so important. But for children, 
the, when they ask children what's the, to break down what's their definition of love, for children, the word love is spelled T-I-M-E. T-I-M-E. So we'll just encourage the mums, and this is, you know, I'll just talk about Sue again. She's so good at this, is that Sue would drop all the other things. Anything else, she'd be dropping it to sit with the boys and make time with them. And I would be like marveling, going, well, right now we really kind of need to be. And Sue would say, no, no, I need to be with the boys. And she'd be really strong about it. I'd go, well, the prime minister's arriving. <laughs> I need to be with the boys. <laughs> so Sue would put everything into priority order that right now the boys need me. And that's what's going to be happening here. And, uh, and so Sue understood that it was time and she would sit with the kids and sit with the boys. And I didn't have that in my family growing up. My mother never sat down. And already our family was dysfunctional, but my mum never... She, I knew my mum loved me, but it was all things that she did for me. Her, her love language was acts of service, doing things for you, which was great. And she would tell me she loved me, but we never saw her sit down. Even until she was like... Before she went to the nursing home, she wouldn't still sit down. You know, where she really was starting to need to be sitting down, and uh, she still was resisting it. I really want to encourage all the mums here... Learn to sit down. Learn to sit down. Start to learn to sit down. Change what your mum did. She's racing around, Martha everywhere. And uh, you remember Mary and Martha, the story? One was the worshiper, one was always serving. And Jesus actually said, Mary, the worshiper who sat at his feet, has chosen the better part. So as parents, Dazney did the same. But mums, definitely, it's that sitting down and that time with your children, sitting, sitting, and making time. And, uh, and uh, yeah, and Sue would say to me, uh, you know, and here we both weren't from families to come up with this stuff. This was God gracing us. Sue would say to me, our home needs to be always a soft place for the boys to land. So when they come home at the end of the day, when they walk in the door... They need to know you and I are not stressing. We're not running around. Not that I ever did that, George, did I? <laughs> he goes, yeah, you did. <laughs> but but uh, I tried a lot anyway. <laughs> but Sue is really working to make our house a soft place for the boys to land. So they come in, no matter what's happening in their day, come in and have peace. She'd sit. She'd be there. You know, they would get time with her. And uh, that is the greatest gift. And it's actually love and giving them attention. And one of the things that is the enemy of families right now and enemies of mums and dads is, uh, is your iPhone. It's an enemy. And we need to parents really get hold of this, not just mums but dads as well. Uh, Liam and I, Pastor Liam Clark, we were at the National Conference. We went out for breakfast in Queensland recently, and we sat at a cafe for breakfast in the morning. And when we sat at the cafe, there was a family sitting right in front of us with two young children, and the mother and father never spoke to the children for an hour and a half while we had breakfast. An hour and a half. The two children were just... The mother was on her phone the whole time looking at it, and the dad was on his phone. And they, I had heard they say on holidays, and that was an hour and a half, their children got no attention. And I, in the end, I'm saying to Liam, help me, Lord, because <laughs> I can feel myself moving to the table. And I wanted to say, parents, do you realize you've not spoken to your children for an hour and a half? 
These are little kids who need your attention. There is no, nothing on your phone and no one who's ringing you now who's more important than these two. There's no one. So we need to be very careful that um, we're living distracted lives from what's really important. So now, pretty well on our family holidays even, none of us turn our phones on, I don't think. Except for you. No, no. But we try, to have, try and have phones up on holidays. There's no phone. You can't have your phone at the dinner table. Um, so there's no phones. Why? Because when you turn your phone off, you are saying to the people in your family, you are more important than this. You're more important than anything that's happening on my phone. When you turn your phone off, you're saying you're more important. To the children, mums, you're saying there is no one in the world more important than you. I turn this off now. We're having dinner. We're on holidays. We're whatever. This is off. And those two parents didn't mean it in Queensland. I'm sure they'd have no insight to it. They're just copying what all the other parents are doing. And they're t but really, they're telling their children, you are not of value to me compared to my Facebook messages and what's happening on Facebook. You are not as important as Facebook. We don't ever want to give our children that message because that that will be sending them to counselors for the rest of their lives. It's like, why do I feel such low self-esteem and never, um, and I don't feel full in my heart? And in the years to come, it's going to be Facebook is going to be the cause of a lot of children missing out on life. And uh, there'll be so many running to counselors over their mother and father's addiction to Facebook and everything else on the internet. So we need to say, help me to turn the phone off on holidays, in restaurants, at dinner, and help us, help us. All of us who had distracted childhoods, very distracted, we'd say, Lord, help us to engage now. Help me, Lord, to grace me, mums, to grace you as a mum to engage. And at times to stop talking and stop doing and just sit and engage. Engage with your children. Look at your children. Look at them. Look at them. And then listen to them without interruption. Listen to our children without interruption. That's a hard one. It's a hard one because if you're going up in a house where everybody was interrupting all the time, you are going against what you grew up with. So it's a hard one, everybody, but if you can work to make that your goal, to stop talking, don't interrupt, and listen, you'll be healthier for it, number one, you'll be healthier. But your children and grandchildren will be much healthier for that. So in actual fact, now with Sue having her hearing issue and then us trying to work on this, our house is now like a mausoleum, it's awesome. <laughs> so if you come over, it's like so quiet. Geordie loves it, don't you, George? He comes over and he goes, Dad, this is like some Roman museum. <laughs> like, but so when I tried to take that out, and I've tried to work on not having this constant noise that I grew up with, which was distraction on relationships. So, by the way, to everybody, TV. Can I just encourage you to watch your TV? Watch TV. I get people who are addicted to watching, you know, they're watching TV shows. What is it? Um... What's on, whatever it is, whatever the, whatever the shows are, everybody, they're taking your lives. You, what, and people who watch series, can I just say this? You're watching people who are pretending. You spend your life watching people on Home and Away, listen, who are pretending. <laughs> they're pretending. This is not 
real, real. Ramsey Street, they're pretending. So we just need to think about that because we are many times not realizing that we are giving our time and attention to things that actually don't matter. So just have a think about it, everybody, and just say, Lord, help me, because there's some things I've got in my life that actually don't matter. One of these is on, guys. You might need to just have a little play with. James 1, verse 5, great scripture. It says, Now, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generosity to all. Without finding fault, it shall be given to you. God's word is saying, if you lack wisdom, mums and dads, but mums, ask God to give it to you. And one translation says he gives liberally. God will give you wisdom for the journey. One of our greatest concerns should be, here's a good one for mums and dads. This is for both of us. But one of our greatest concerns should be succeeding at things that don't really matter. Having success at things that don't really matter. Even now for the mums and dads, what is it that maybe you're giving time and attention to that actually in the big scheme of things really doesn't matter? It really doesn't matter. But it's got our time and attention that if we just start to think that through and go, hang on, I might need to make an adjustment there. Because our children are more important. Your children are more important. Your grandchildren are more important. Years ago, I think I've told that story before, but years ago when the boys were little, and uh, they were little, and um, Sue was stressing that we needed to, I needed to take them to the park, and I needed to, but our house had just, you know, you got three boys under probably six or seven, the house had collapsed, as it were, and I was thinking, oh my gosh, this house is such a mess, right? And then all my stuff from my childhood came up that all those things were more important than the boys. So anyway, so I started losing, I went in the bathroom, and the bathroom looked like somebody had, I don't know, lost their life in there or something, I don't know. It just looked terrible. So I came out and I said to Sue, I can't go to the park. I need, we need to clean the bathroom. I need to do this. And, and Sue's usually gracious and everything else. Well, I saw the whites of her eyes. And Sue looked at me. and she, I'll never forget it. They were like probably six or seven and under. And Sue looked at me and she said, now listen to me. And I was like, right. <laughs> I was like, and I leant into the Lord. <laughs> Sue said to me, you're going to get in the car right now and you are taking those boys to the park because right now they don't need a clean house. They need a father. And so you are going to get in the car and we're going to go to the park and you're going to engage and you're going to smile and you're going to have a great time with your three sons. <laughs> Is there any more to this? <laughs> and then she said, and when you get home, and when they've left the house, which will be in, oh my gosh, 15 years, 20 years when they've left the house, you can clean the bathroom for the next 40. <laughs> but until then, she said, we're going to the park. I just went straight to the door. Like, <laughs> we went to the park, people. <laughs> so, <laughs> there are all the women say, I know what I'm going to do when I get home. I know what I'm going to say to him. Well, Acts 1.8, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. God's going to empower you for the role of being a mum. Sue also said this for the mums too. Girls, Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another and tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. And Sue wrote, be kind of forgiving mums to yourself. Be kind to you. Forgive yourself. And she put a note here, when you don't get things right and need to apologize... 
apologize, maybe to your kids, maybe to the Lord, and ask for forgiveness because God is well able to give it. And God will give you forgiveness in Jesus' name. The great thing about the Christian life for all the mums is relying on God to start over afresh today. The great thing about the Christian life, mums, is to ask God and to rely on God to make a fresh start today in Jesus' name. Last couple of thoughts here that Sue's got is pray for your children and those you nurture. Take every opportunity to talk about God's goodness and example his presence in life, in word and in deed. Say that again. Sue, put this down. Pray for your children, those you nurture. Take every opportunity to talk about God's goodness. Every opportunity. Not as a one-off, not at Christmas. I watched Sue do this. Boy, the, Sue would have a double buggy walking down the street in London. And she had uh, two youngest ones and then Sean by the side. She'd be saying, well, isn't the Lord good? Look what he's done today. And look what the Lord's doing in our family. And isn't God, Sue would be talking about God's goodness to the boys all the time when they were little. And the scripture she's put here from the Message Bible, Deuteronomy 6, verse 7 to 9. Write these commandments that I've given to you today on your hearts. Get them inside of you and then get them inside your children, mums. This is Sue's scripture for you. Talk about them wherever you are, sitting at home, walking in the street. Talk about them from the time you get up in the morning to when you fall into bed at night. Tie them on your hands and foreheads as a reminder. This is the Jewish people, right? Inscribe them on the doorposts of your homes and on the city gates. Amen. We may not do that, but the Jewish people do. But Sue's word is reminding, tell your children, tell your children, tell your children, tell your children, tell your grandchildren, tell them so that what God, listen, so what God started in you is not lost in the next generation. God may start something wonderful in you, but it's lost in one generation if we're not wise and talking to our children. Last thought, mums. Your greatest contribution to the kingdom of God may not be something you do, but someone you raise. Your greatest contribution in life and to the kingdom of God may not be something that you do, but it may in fact be somebody that you raise. We don't know the impact of our lives. It's not fully seen yet, but future generations will know the impact of every mom and every dad because it will be seen in whether they follow on and you know, walk into the Lord's plan in the generations to come. Let's lean into God's grace. And as Sue's put in there, just keep talking about His goodness, passing it on, keep telling, hey, He's been good to us. Been good to us as a family, been good to our lives, and God wants to be good to you. Can somebody say a big, big amen? Somebody say a big amen. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us and special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.